When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bucks in pass and the first try scored by an individual in the World Cup goes to Michael Jones and don't they just love it on Eden Park? And what an ovation! It came from a tight head, Shelford to Witten to Fox. And look for number seven, Michael Jones. They left him unguarded. And he was a cross, a try on his debut match. Hell, that's given me the shivers to start the show. <laughs> to know where we are going, uh, we actually have to look to the past. And the 2023 World Cup gets underway tomorrow morning. And Ian Foster has frankly admitted it's not just the hosts that will be feeling the heat. Of course, it's the All Blacks uh, too. Yeah, they always do. In 1987, the country was whipped into a frenzy by the prospect of the inaugural World Cup on our shores and when David Kirk along with Andy Dalton eventually hoisted the William Webb Ellis Trophy into the sky it truly was a culmination of blood sweat and tears and the man who scored the first try in rugby world cup history would go on to be a giant of the game on and off the field he's as humble as any great New Zealander has been but on the eve of this year's event we are honoured to welcome into the show this morning the legendary Sir Michael Jones good morning to you sir and thank you so much for your time Morning, Smithy. No, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, uh, Michael's fine. <laughs> Michael's cool. But Michael's very, cool. Very hey. kind of you. Very yeah. Very kind of you. To, very, thank you, Smithy. How are you, Mike? Michael, I'm I'm really cool, and just listening to that uh, little excerpt uh, commentated so brilliantly by Keith Quinn, that's uh, 36 years ago. I mean, how vividly can you remember that occasion? And, uh, and and I mean because you were so so much a part of it. Yeah, I was trying to think. Was it was TV black and white then? Or was it did we have colour? <laughs> we probably just got colour, but um, <laughs> no, it was um, yeah, it's still very much almost like yesterday. To be honest, but it was such a, a special you know moment in my life. I suppose it was just a, it was a combination of a dream as a pretty typical Kiwi boy growing up and. In, in West Auckland, and, and then um, you know, then just all of a sudden to be on that stage, I suppose, was just unbelievable, quite surreal. And here I was with you know some of my heroes. I mean, I not only played with you know um, guys that I'd been privileged to play with in Auckland, but you know to be then playing with Buck Shelford and Craig Green and you know Warwick Taylor, you know Murray Pierce, um, the list goes on. So um, I th- yeah. It, this, uh, what made it so significant for me, obviously, Smithy was yeah, it was my first Test match as a All Black, so that you know, dream come true. They it happened to be the first World Cup, um, and it happened to be the first game of the World Cup, and it happened to be at Eden Park, which really was a field of dreams for me growing up as an Auckland boy, um, and, and you know, aspiring to be like Sue BG, um, and and you know, having um, I suppose watched the All Blacks there as a kid and watched the great Auckland teams there as a kid. Um, yeah, that was, it was just that the stage was set for, 
for me um, and I just couldn't believe that I was there and um, you know, standing side by side with JK and, and you know Bucks leading the haka and was singing the national anthem and and um, yeah it, 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 it was just um, something I'll be always eternally grateful for and be always be something I treasure and very precious and um, yeah just um, really grateful that I was part of that of that special day yeah Michael, uh, mm. great memories and obviously so clear in your, your mind. And uh, if we fast forward to, uh, to tomorrow, basically, can, can you really, I mean, you've been involved in not just playing but administering the game, uh, particularly um, with, um, with Ireland rugby as well. I, I just wonder, can you believe how far forward the game has gone in that time? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely amazing, really. You know, Smith, you'll recall the, the opening fanfare of that World Cup in 87 I think people don't even know what to expect you know, it was uh, the great Waka Nathan the late Waka Nathan running around doing a lap of honour with um, a few kids chasing him and that was the opening ceremony so it sort of picked up momentum but it's you know it's definitely come a long way and I mean I was privileged to be there four years later in 91 at Tukinam and, and even in that four years it had just gone up you know tenfold and it, it's just gone up a hundredfold since in terms of uh, you know the, the 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 platform, the stage, the fanfare, the interest, um, and and the exposure, and it's yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it is hard to believe it's been what, thirty you know thirty six odd years, but yeah, tomorrow, oh my good goodness, it's um, you know, and everything we're hearing about what's up happening in France suggests it's it's going to be yeah, that, I mean, they're always better than the last, and that's this is going to be next level. There's no doubt it's going to be better than. Uh, far away better than anything that's ever ever happened in the past and um, the French know how to um, make it um, you know, th th that unique special flavour and it'll be um, outstanding for sure. Michael, uh, you don't win a World Cup in Game 1 but um, mm. you can go a long way towards building confidence, etc. I, I just wonder what is it, it going to take to win this World Cup because people are perceiving probably the most open World Cup in its history. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic that 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 it is that um, Smithy. It is it is um, there's teams there that that are, you know you, there might have been one dark horse in the past, but there's probably three or four teams that could particularly break the mould and, and be in a semi final. And Fiji's one of those, which is absolutely awesome. You know that in this part of the world, that one of the island teams has seriously been looking looking at as a contender for, for even a semi-final um, and you know you could have two teams that, uh, from the Pacific in the quarter quarters even maybe three um, but to that yeah and, and I suppose that's yeah, I mean that, that that speaks volumes of how far the game's gone come uh, in the sense that the aspiration around a global game has always been um, front and centre of everything I suppose world rugby's had to do to, to grow the global game and, and be truly you know authentically and in, in, in all ways a global game and so if you could have even um, I mean what Japan has done in the past has been a nod towards the fact that teams are growing and building and can become competitive and can compete with the likes of even maybe Italy and Scotland and you know even um, Argentina you know so challenging the old world Order with some kind of new world order would be pretty amazing, and I think there's that's that's what you, what you're exa exactly right, Smithy. That's that's what 
the excitement around this year's Rugby World Cup is all about is just a lot of unknowns, a lot of upsets potentially, and um, you know there, there could be a, a different looking semi final than and, and a different looking quarterfinals than, than than we've probably had in the past, which is again um, what, what us as rugby punters and uh, the purists, um, uh, you know that's what we want. We want to see a World Cup where you know any of those teams could potentially, particularly you know maybe the top twelve. Teams, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing between some of those teams, and they can all make it to a quarterfinal and 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 maybe a few upsets to get to a, 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 an interesting-looking semi-final. Uh, Michael, uh, just looking at the All Blacks, I, I I I kind of don't think in my time anyway I can remember so much speculation uh, about an All Black hmm. side going into a World Cup. How do you feel that they are placed on what you've witnessed this year in particular? It's, it's it's been a challenging sort of couple of years, but as you know, Smithy, you know we're always defined by World Cups, and everything really does revolve around a World Cup. I mean, I suppose everything that happens prior to a World Cup, in some senses, is a is a dressing room or it's a it's a preparation pathway to to actually you know having a team that's going to peak, um, and and not during the World Cup, they're actually wanting to peak, particularly for the All Blacks, and I suppose that you know the top. Four or five nations um, are all going to peak. Um, what is it? November the fourth? Is it? Um, I'm just looking at my calendar here. Um, <laughs> so interesting. That's the challenge, really, for for the for the modern teams in particular. Like, I mean, if you think back to Japan, and I, I happened to be there during that time. I think we peaked um, maybe in the quarterfinals. Um, England probably peaked in the semis, and South Africa timed it perfectly and peaked in the Finals, even though they had lost um, to us um, earlier in the in the pool in the pool phase, as I, as I recall. So you're right. Tomorrow, yeah, we would love to win, but I don't think it's um, you know it's all dead and buried if we if we don't come out with the victory, as long as we time it right, and that's to to be peaking uh, all 30 players and, and the whole squad and everything that they've um, been. I suppose planning for, uh, practicing for, preparing for, um, all comes to to peak um, on that day, and that's really the the key. And I suppose it's, it's sort of the we've got to trust Fozzie and his his always men that that's what they're um, putting in place as a as a grand plan where we will peak um, come November the fourth and finals time because that's 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 really what I've had to mean everything he's been about for the last four years in particular preparing for the next one. And uh, everything prior will probably be, you know, fall into, you know, will we'll, we'll fall by the way and it, it won't be really remembered. Even the pain of a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week that we lost the Springboks? Um, I don't think we'll be talking about that um, when the boys, you know, do, can um, and able to go all the way through. Um, so that's, that's a challenge. And, and, for, and I suppose my answer to your question then, Smith, is yeah, I think we can. I think this team can go all the way, and I'm just trusting that this is all part of the process and part of the pathway to get to that day, and and to get to to to, to hold that World uh, William Wallace Trophy up again for New Zealand. 
Michael, uh, we touched on uh, Island Rugby and you, you said the, you look forward to the great possibilities of some terrific results over the next uh, six or seven weeks. How about um, Manu Samoa? Of course, I've been bolstered by the fact that you have uh, some uh, former All Blacks available to you. Uh, and a 17-13 loss to Ireland says that uh, you're going to be more than competitive. You're in a group which includes England and uh, Argentina, so you're going to have to knock one of those mm. two over. But uh, on the day, I think that's a possibility. Yeah, there, there's been some really encouraging signs about this squad, and um, Selal is in his, and Tanner and, the, and uh, TC and the group have done a great job to to, to not only assemble a, a really fine, um, prof, you know, not just experienced group of professionals, but there's some you know great young talent. Um, you, Miracle Fayalangi, who's uh, come through the Moana Pacifica program, you know, picked out of club literally the beginning of the year, so. There's some really good signs um, for Samoa, but but not only just Samoa. Obviously, Tonga's probably in a similar boat where they've got, you know, Piatau and um, you know they've got Fikitoa and, and um, they've just been able to balance uh, some of the sort of raw talent that's coming out of the Pacific and this part of the world with some of the old pros. And I think that's really provided a platform for them to, yeah, potentially upset. Um, both Argentina and, and England, there's no reason why they can't on their day. As you say, Smithy, it's on the day and you know, they've got a, a, a well-prepared squad um, and you know, it's probably one of the things we, we lacked in the past and uh, having coached the team in 2003 and 2007 where we fell short and you'll probably recall the game against England and Melbourne when we were leading for probably 60 minutes and then we had to bring on... Uh, Probably, you know, we didn't have our best players on, on the bench because we couldn't get them because the clubs wouldn't release them. England brought on a really top bench and they turned the game around. Uh, the difference then uh, and now from back in, you know, 20-odd years ago is that um, they have got um, seasoned professionals that are available and have, um, you know, now part of the squad. Lima um, uh, uh, has been a a big lift, as, as we saw against Ireland, just as um, you know, having an ex-All Black running the cutter at first five is, is huge. So, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think they're well, well positioned, Smitty, to, 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 to be one of those anyway, um, England, Argentina, and that's all they've got to do. I mean, Japan will always be a tough proposition, um, but I think they can definitely be one of those two, you know, juggernauts in England and Argentina and, and, and go into the quarterfinals phases for sure. There's no reason why they can't. Great to catch up with you, uh, Michael. It really has been fascinating, especially reliving those moments uh, so clearly for us back in the day, the inaugural uh, World Cup in 87. Uh, enjoy the World Cup. Enjoy the viewing of yeah. it. I, I know that you will. And, uh, and thanks, thanks again so much uh, for giving us a bit of your time, eh? Pleasure. Thanks for the go well.